Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Hello, hello, hello again to all you mamas. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Moms Matter where yes, you, 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 every single mom listening out there has a story and your story is valid. And here on Moms Matter, we love to bring those stories out of the closet. How ironic, because that might be exactly where my podcast guest today is interviewing from. Oh, little <laughs> teaser there. But uh, we just want you to know that your stories matter and they are unapologetically beautiful. And my guest today's story is no different. What's so exciting about this journey is I began at the, towards the end of the first Corona lockdown, starting to hear from moms, starting to bring them out of their homes and into your homes by sharing their story. And I've started to interview a lot of my friends and family. And now I've been able to actually connect with more and more moms across the social media. And this mom that I am going to be interviewing today and sharing her story, I actually met through the beautiful app called Instagram. And uh, it's been such a, I think, a love at first sight or a BFF crush from the moment we first started talking. Um, Her and her husband have this amazing, empowering business that I believe could actually bless you and uh, many other couples out there, but I will let her talk more about that. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Mrs. Chelsea Zimmerman here on Moms Matter. Hey, Chelsea. Hello, Cheyenne. Thank you so much for having me today. You are more than welcome. I'm so happy that you're here, that you made it. Yes, I am in the closet, funny enough. (laughs) I totally (laughs) told on you. I love that. I'm like, we're getting things out of the closet, but ironically, I am literally recording this in our walk-in closet at our house. She really is everybody. And I have to share what she shared with me. If you guys can hear probably, I'm sure the beautiful crispness of her voice and how uh, cozy it sounds. I've, I've, I've been told from Chelsea that this is the secret sauce of the closet because it's a nice and small room. Yes. Yes. And there's clothes around. So you're not having like any echo. And so, yeah, that's yeah, a little, little trick for anybody that's wanting to record or be recorded. <laughs> Or maybe 
get away from your children for a few moments. You know, or maybe that. some of you are listening to this in a closet. So <laughs> yes, totally. Just go for it. Uh, well, yes. Chels, I love it. Um, besides the fact that you're in a closet, would you like to share or mind sharing with us um, where you are um, in the world and share with us a little bit about your family? Absolutely. So I am up in Canada, uh, up in the north. Um, my husband and I, we live in Alberta in Canada. So that's like out to the west. Um, and yeah, so my husband Garrett and I, uh, we're a blended family of five, six now, if you include our ours baby, which is a puppy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I have two boys of my own. Um, my oldest son is almost 14. He'll be 14 next month. And my youngest is tw um, is 12. And then Garrett's son is 11. So we've got three boys, 11, 12, and 13, almost 14. And then um, just this past November, we got a little ours baby, <laughs> we call her. Um, our Aww. post on Instagram is actually about that today. But um, <laughs> yeah, so she, her name is Harlow. And um, yeah, so we've just kind of completed our, our little blended family. Um, and yeah, Garrett and I have been married since uh, September of 2019. We got married in the Rocky Mountains and it was absolutely whimsical. Um, and yeah, we became, uh, so we're certified relationship coaches. Uh, our business is called transform couples coaching. And, um, we really have a heart for, um, relationships and marriage. Um, but more specifically, we have such a heart for blended families because we have had, you know, many challenges. We've been together for eight years. Um, and yeah, we just have gone through so many ups and downs where we could have easily just kind of said, you know what? we're done um but instead we we really believe by the grace of god that you know we were able to stick it out and learn and grow and you know evolve into what we now are able to kind of turn around and help other couples um and families that are you know that are kind of going through it so yeah yeah you know yes and you can really speak to family um, which for those of you uh, listening that may not be aware um, you, it is so such a high likelihood that you yourself could be a part of a blended family because you know kind of worldwide now especially in Western cultures the t statistic is that 50% of marriages end in divorce and um, my husband and I, we just recently this week, were looking up a stat about um, how many of those people get remarried and, and more than half of the people um, do get remarried. So there are all these blended families all over the world. So I love that what you and Garrett do, you offer that sense of, of hope, but also relatability because you're there and you've been there. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, the other part of it too, is the fact that, I mean, the statistics, you know, yes, most people, you know, a lot of people when they are out of their first marriage, they do remarry. Um, but unfortunately the statistics, and we're hoping to really disrupt this, um, by doing the work that we do is, you know, that they actually, the second marriage is the, you know, 
unfortunately the the odds are kind of even more against you in your second marriage and so what we're hoping to do is to really change that narrative and to really help couples in their second or even third marriages you know um just realize that you know you didn't fail in your previous one you just learned and you're you know you can you can succeed and thrive and our our hashtag that we like to use is blended to blessed and you know you have to you know unfortunately have a past and to, to become a blended family and that is all part of the beautiful story and again the test to testimony right yes yes it's so it's so true but it it's amazing how god can really use that and redeem that and with you guys it's it's happening and and you guys are really i believe helping people actually have that second or maybe third chance that they really they really want you know that they're really striving for and helping set them off in the right direction Yes, I totally believe that God can totally turn our ashes to beauty. And that was something that I held on to when I was in, you know, before I even met my husband, you know, I just kept like speaking that out, you know, God, you're going to turn my ashes to beauty. And that is exactly what has happened. Wow. Well, I love it. Every woman listening right now, you're getting a little bit of a marriage relationship expert on here. So you're getting some help maybe with your marriage and your relationship as well as momming today, which how beautiful is that? Because so many of us moms, we are also wives, you know, or uh, we're in a relationship and that, you know, um, in my marriage and, and through the coaching we've done, we realize, gosh, that is the best blessing you can give your, your kids is a strong marriage and a strong foundation. Yes. And so speaking of momming and um, in your children, what would you say you like most about being a mom? I honestly think that the impact that you get to have on someone's life path, um, to me, that has just been so rewarding. Um, And like from the moment that, you know, they're born, they rely on you and you have an impact uh, on them to like teach them and show them things and, you know, kind of like bring them into your like belief systems and teach them your values and um you know help them learn about respect and love and you know so just to me like the word impact um that's just really to me the most rewarding thing about being a parent and just seeing that all kind of like again, I'll use the word evolve, but like come to fruition and to be able to witness these little, you know, these little people who then grow Mm -hmm. up to be bigger people. I mean, my oldest son, he's turning 14. And, you know, every time that I look at him, I'm like, oh, like, I'm just, I'm so Mm -hmm. proud of you, you know? And, and I, I feel the very same way about all my kids, but, you know, of course, you know, he's my firstborn and, um, yeah, I was really young when I had him. Um, I was only 18. And just kind of having that, yeah, that that impact on his life and being able to, you know, go through the growth process together has just been so incredible. And watching them grow up and, you know, become these humans is just crazy. <laughs> yes, these these little men that you've got now in your totally. house. Totally, like- yes. Yes. 
it's so surreal because I, I can only, you know, and maybe there's other mamas out there that like me have babies or toddlers and you can only imagine because you do see so many levels and, I, and I'm sitting over here like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like my son actually points to things and knows like what the word is that I'm saying. So I can't imagine like having deep, thoughtful conversations with him and talking to him about like ethics and values like you must have with potentially all three of your boys because your youngest now is already 11. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's interesting definitely because I mean, even my stepson, um, you know, he actually is so intelligent and like, even last night sitting at the dinner table, um, he's taking French in school and I Mm -hmm. speak French as well. And so him and I were having this like, you know, conversation in French and, you know, Garrett's sitting there like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, you know, just these moments that we get to spend together you know, fellowshipping, having a meal together. Like my, you know, my wife is speaking to my son in a different language. Like it was just, yeah, it's, it's so cool. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps for you. Cause I'm sure Garrett especially went through a, like, who is this, this man, this, this guy sitting next to me. Yes, totally. <laughs> you know? Totally. And I can only imagine. I, I've had so many moms tell me that it's amazing. Cause you really like you, you watch your children evolve, but you also like get to discover them at the mm-hmm. same time as they're also discovering themselves because they really do all come out with their own unique personalities. Do you experience Absolutely. that with your boys too? Yes. And that's, you know, it's such an interesting point because, you know, sometimes when you think of, you know, siblings, for example, mm-hmm. I know for myself, like my sister and I, I only have one sister. She's four years younger than me, but like, Honestly, we are so different. Like we are polar opposites and my boys are no different. Like they, and it's funny because, you know, when my bonus son, Lucas, like, you know, when he actually um, came into the picture, him and my oldest are very similar in their (laughs) likes and that kind of thing. But then my youngest is, you know, very different in the sense that, you know, he's just got this artistic flair about him and he is so talented with like music and you know just very like left brain right brain kind of stuff but like yeah yeah, just so unique and amazing and in such different ways it's just it's really quite incredible yeah to see like you know there I think we all out there have seen people that we discover their siblings or maybe in our own family that we're like did they really grow up in the same family the same home (laughs) like how is that possible (laughs) right so true and that must have been special for you to see um, perhaps and I'd love you to share about that like how has the experience of you know you becoming a stepmom but then seeing your boys um, come together and watch their relationship evolve how has that been for you yeah I mean it's definitely been a journey uh, we actually so the boys were quite young uh, when Garrett and I got, you know, started dating each other. And in the beginning of our relationship, we actually, um, until we were like really sure that things were going to be, you know, progressing and moving forward, um, for the first little while, like we didn't even introduce our kids to each other or to, you know, each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, like to you know to Garrett and I and then to us like to the kids and so we actually um yeah like we we just said you know we're friends and we're hanging out and we wanted to make sure that there was 
definitely um, going to be like a, a chemistry between the boys as well because it was just, you know, it was new territory for both of us. And there has definitely been some pretty significant challenges with it, to be honest, and to just be totally real with you. I mean, um, for the most part now, they get along beautifully. They, you know, when they're together, they've kind of matured into, you know, into the relationship and they've found their groove with each other and Mm -hmm. that type of thing. But I mean, in the beginning, like it was really hard. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, the fact that they kind of saw each other as a bit of a threat Mm -hmm. and that they just kind of had this like... You know, almost like this fear that they were being replaced or that, you know, so Garrett and I had to be very intentional about, you know, really making sure that like we spent one on one time with them, Um, you know, him with his son, me with my son, and then like, you know, kind of the other way too, where I would spend time with his son and he would spend time with my boys one on one. And um, yeah, so I mean, it's definitely been. Um, again, like I say, a journey, an adventure. I mean, there, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like there's been fist fights. There's been, you know, wrestling matches. There's been words said that have been hurtful. But at the end of the day, you know, God has just been so gracious to us. And um, the boys have really developed um, like a, I don't want to say a tolerance, but just a, a real love for each other. And this like understanding um, and respect for each other, I think is, is the right way of saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't come easy. So it's uh, it's yeah. an always an ever changing thing. <laughs> yes, ever. It's it's like um, the word of the day. I think is evolve. It's like it. Uh, yes. It continues to evolve and grow, and it's just like your boys. I'm sure they interacted differently with each other and and you when they were you know five, six, seven to where they are now because they're growing. Um, into themselves and and the thing I, I thought of when you said that there were words exchanged or fist fights I'm thinking you know gosh that sounds like any family um, especially with three boys growing up in the same household like yes. it's bound to happen and, and I know that um, at least from a lot of families we speak with and moms I've talked with that come from blended families sometimes it's it's hard to know like is this because of it's a blended family situation or is this just because they're boys or is this like just um, part of them them growing up and from your experience Chelsea I'm curious if um, before we move on like is there any advice you get you'd give a mom out there that's listening that is aiming to blend her family together and how to how to help the children specifically get along or how to help them bond and blend together lots and lots of prayer (laughs) yes amen Um, Yes, I, number one, um, but in terms of, you know, applicable, practical advice, um, you know, whether you've got one child, boy, girl, you know, um, honestly, the, the best and, and the best thing you can do is to make sure that you're spending intentional time with your biological children and that you are making them feel secure because it's usually when they start to feel 
insecure and scared and worried and anxious that they start to act out that they start to you know kind of push back or push boundaries or push you know um try to you know even drive a wedge between you and your and your partner um unfortunately i mean i learned a lot of that the hard way um because obviously you know you're in a new relationship you want you know everything's exciting everything's new you want to give as much attention to your partner as you can um and honestly like I feel like, you know, the best thing I, I, I did was realize, okay, you know what? No, like I really have to pour into my kids. I really have to continue to pour into my kids and that they still need to be my priority. They still need to be, you know, and so it's finding that balance between, you know, um, having time with your kids and having time with your partner. And it, it is definitely, uh, you know, um, an uphill climb but at the same time it is so worth it and you know now I can look back and say that you know every every moment of intentionality that I spent with my boys has paid off in spades because now they're you know they're comfortable and they feel better about our relationship and they don't feel threatened so yeah that's so crucial and so, so beautifully put. Thank you so much. You know, I, I almost, I, I had this imagery of like a dance, you know, you get like a little bit of a cha-cha, like a little bit back and a little bit of forward and then, you know, trying to navigate it. Like how, how do we do it? And, and I think that, um, from what I know of you and Garrett, I think that it says a lot to him too, because, um, I think it's so important to have a willing partner that understands that too. And, and maybe it helps that Garrett also had his own son too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that that I'm sure it could have been challenging on Garrett too, but it sounds like he too was just like really open to the experience and, and, uh, and had you guys navigate, help you guys navigate that together. Yeah, like admittedly, he led by example. And, and I followed his lead because he made a very specific point of spending that one-on-one time with his son. And, you know, obviously, I mean, he's spending time with his son. I'm not going to go out and do something for myself. I'm going to spend time with my boys and I'm going to pour into them and, you know, spend that, that, you know, dedicated time with them. And yeah, so, so I definitely am grateful that he, he did lead by example in that sense for sure. That's awesome. And, and any mamas out there, you know, don't be discouraged if maybe your husband or your partner is struggling in that area. You know, it goes without saying, but you can always lead by example too. You can always be the one that steps up and, and takes it on um, as a mission to to lead and guide your family too. But, mm-hmm. you know, we and we always try to encourage couples too, though, but come come together, you know, don't don't leave room for resentment and really try to come together on these uh, on these big, important issues issues and and it'll 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 come it'll come Mm -hmm. I think I think the people who really stick it out and are patient and are praying 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 like you said you know come see the blessings on the other side absolutely absolutely hang in there and just keep you know keep pushing forward and there it's so worth it so worth it Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. As a fellow uh, mom, wife, and a blended family, I definitely say, here, here, sister. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would agree with that. Um, and, you know, Chelsea, we've already, it's funny, we've already talked about some of your 
um, uphill battle, as you said so beautifully. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the the struggles that you've gone through with your boys and with blending the family. But um, I'd love to dive a little deeper and like kind of get into the real meat and potatoes and and just ask you and and love to hear you share. What would you say was or maybe is currently still your biggest challenge in your motherhood? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I'm kind of in it right now. Um, My children, so a little bit of history, Um, but the the person that I chose to have children with, obviously I was very young, Um, and unfortunately it was um, not a healthy relationship. It was very toxic. He was a very toxic person. Um, and you know, I ended up having kind of back to back children with him. Um, and I was, you know, I was part of the, what we call like the cycle of violence where, you know, I had left and then I came back, had another child and then tried to make it work. And it just, it just wasn't going to happen. So pretty much from the time that my youngest was born, um, their dad and I weren't together and I was basically raising them on my own. And you were so young too. I was really young and I'm so grateful. I have wonderful parents who were supportive and I lived with them and they helped me with my children. I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for them. Um, But really at the end of the day, um, you know, having had children with somebody that I was very unequally yoked with, um, I guess that would kind of be the best way to describe it. Um, You know, having them grow up in that dynamic has been probably one of the most challenging things. And I would say that, you know, for the majority of their life, the unfortunate reality is that their dad has very rapidly declining mental health and he does have substance abuse issues and uh, that he never, he never put aside when he had children. And so Um, you know, for the longest time when they were little, we did have, you know, a court order that was in place that they had to go back and forth between my house and dad's house. And then dad got remarried and had a couple of kids and, you know, I was still single. I was, you know, in a relationship, but I mean, again, unequally yoked, so that didn't really go well. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And, and then, I mean, now we're at the point where, my kids have been exposed to a lot of things that kids shouldn't be exposed to um, because of the environment on the other side. And so that's been really difficult to navigate because it's created a significant amount of impact. Again, I'm going to say like there's positive impact and there's really negative impact. And unfortunately, the relationship and the dynamic with their dad has actually caused a really negative impact on their life. And so I have my, you know, my 12 year old who struggles really hard with mental health issues. Um, he is, you know, currently obviously with, you know, COVID and anxiety and everything like that. Like he is really struggling, um, in as, you know, inside and in his mind. And, um, both of my children actually have been diagnosed with ADHD. So, 
Um, that happened when they were quite young, but I mean, it, it runs typically, I mean, because they're boys, it typically runs in, you know, the, the male genes and their dad does have ADHD as well. Um, so, I mean, that in itself is not a huge challenge. I mean, you pivot and you adapt and you put supports in place for them that, you know, can help them grow and learn and be successful in school. Um, but admittedly, you know, both of my children have had severe, um, I guess, trauma with with things that have happened um, in their dad's household. And, you know, abuse was one of them. Um, you know, they were physically and emotionally abused for several years. Um, and for anybody that, you know, can potentially relate, like, I mean, the court process is very difficult. It's very long. It's very, um, you know, it's, it's hard. And they're, they're, again, like, they're just the things that the kids have been kind of drug through the mud through um, because of the, the choices and the decisions that, you know, their dad made. And that type of thing has been really difficult. And, I mean something else that I'll, I'll just open up and share about, um, is that like my oldest. So I said, you know, my almost 14 year old, um, he currently doesn't live with us. He's actually living with my parents. Um, so I mean his grandparents and the reason for that is because I mean, he thought that he wanted to build a relationship with his dad and he chose to go and live with him full time, um, back in 2016. And he stayed there for about 18 months until he literally just, like, he basically ran away because he wasn't um, being treated well. He was being pretty badly abused. And, I mean, as a mom, to sit back and, I mean, obviously I wasn't just sitting back doing nothing. I was in the process of, like, you know, doing the court thing and trying to get custody back. And, like, it was just, it was really tough. Um... But, you know, when, when he finally ran, ran away was when, you know, he came back to live with us and there was like a protection order put in place and, and things like that. But his mental health was so corroded at that point that he just, he didn't even feel safe being in the same city as his dad. And so by the grace of God, again, my mom and dad, they offered to have him come and stay with them. They live about four hours north of where we live and uh in a very small community that's the community that I grew up in um for the majority of my life and you know my oldest just said you know what I I really would love to go and live there I think that I would be really successful there I can do well there so as a mom you know having to make that kind of a decision was just gut-wrenching you know and um I believe that you know and and you know overall he's doing really well and he's really thriving and you know his marks have come up in school and he's you know but I mean he's still dealing with with the trauma and with the the issues so again you know making sure that he you know they're both seeing therapists and that they're both you know being supported, you know, medically and things like that. Like that's, and then not, not having any support from the other biological parent has been really difficult as well. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I could probably talk all day <laughs> about all of the, you know, the challenges that that in itself has presented for, for not only them, but also for me and, you know, kind of picking up the pieces and, um, making sure that they're okay. And that now my impact on their life is going to be like super positive and it's going to really, you know, continue to help them evolve into, you know, respectable humans mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and people that, you know, are, aren't broken and like, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been really tough for sure. Yeah. And first and foremost, I'm hugging you through the phone um, and, <laughs> and mostly for your bravery because I feel like this story where it's so unique and there's so many different levels, I feel like you have such a relatability factor to you because I know that there's just, there's so many other moms that go through this, but I can imagine it's very scary to talk about. It's very vulnerable when you share these things. And I think, especially with your, with your eldest son, like, um, I just know from my own experience being in a blended family and watching my husband go through this, I think it's, it's hard enough, um, to watch your child go away and and you give that full trust to, um, your ex, you know, for them to be in another home. But then when it's not even with that ex and, and you, you maybe feel like, Oh my, the best place to be for my baby boy, of course, to be with me. But to realize that at least in this season of his life, that he needs to actually be away from the both of you and be somewhere completely different. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, how, how would you say, um, how would you say you've gotten through, through that? Like, and, and what, um, what is your hope for the future with your son? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, admittedly, like the experience that I had growing up with my parents. So I'm adopted. I was adopted from three days old. Oh my <laughs> um, and that's like a totally different story. But the parents, the family that I was adopted into um, was definitely divine. I mean, God was so present in that whole situation. And um, honestly, like my mom and dad dealt with a lot of really tough stuff with me when I was a kid. And, you know, I kind of went through like a rebellious stage and like, you know, and I think we all do. I think we kind of all shy away at some point, you know, but um, I just remember like, for me, it was a lot when I was a lot older, like, I mean, I was like 17, 18, you know, going through all of that. Um, But really at the end of the day, what was modeled to me was really trusting in God and putting faith in God. And, you know, my mom, even when I was going through like, you know, everything and like running away from home and running away from my problems and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, like my mom and dad were always there for me. They were always praying for me. They were always standing in the gap for me. And I mean, at the end of the day, with this whole situation with my son and having to, you know, not have him under my roof. And, you know, I just believe that the outcome from this is going to be so powerful because it truly is such a testament of it takes a village to raise a child. And it's so interesting because the village, it's actually a village that I grew up in where my son is now living. 
um, you know, they are having this impact on him too. And it's some of the same people. Like he's got teachers in his school that taught me in school. No way. And oh my yes. gosh, that's cool. So, yeah, so like, I mean, he's he's going through this, you know, almost like it's it's similar you know obviously different ages and stuff like that but like it's a similar thing where you know my parents had to go through this with me and now I'm kind of going through it with my own son both of them to be honest and you know it's it's really just believing that the things that were shown to me I can then show to my children and I can have that trust and that faith and that it's almost like it's kind of coming full circle yeah and um yeah I love it you I mean just such a such a beautiful poignant answer it's funny because it's amazing that your 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 story is so full circle because it's one it's something that your parents embodied and and showed to you and and that you're able to reflect back and now as as a mother and i think it's such a beautiful testimony to your parents and a huge uh round of applause to them and and also just a huge pat on the back to every like even grandparents like you know thinking about that generation and how you can really make an impact on your grandchildren and then the generations to come um, but it's also amazing because then they are also the literal ones that are helping your son right now. So if there's anything, if there's any trust I feel that you can have, it's with the people that brought you through it and, and how awesome that you got to see a glimpse of maybe what your son, um, the type of household he's in because you yourself grew up in that household too. Yeah, absolutely. And you had said something that I'm curious about because um, I know that it may feel sometimes very isolating to be going through a situation like that. But I know, I know that you're not the only one. I think social media has taught me, <laughs> nonetheless, that the world is a lot smaller and more connected than we can imagine. Um, but how would you say your son's absence has not only affected you, as we've heard, but how would you say it's affected your family as a whole with your other boys and your husband? I mean, we all missed him. Um, it's <laughs> There's definitely a hole there. Um, but I mean, he comes to visit as often as we can possibly get him here. You know, um, like they're not super far away. And usually my, my dad's pretty good about driving him halfway and whatnot. Um, but in the day to day, you know, I feel like, and it's interesting because I feel like we've all really just been able to have peace with it because we know that he's doing so good and you know for his brother um you know both of them I mean even my even my bonus son you know um they've kind of you know obviously it's an adjustment and there's moments that we have together as a family that you know FaceTime doesn't always cut it (laughs) you know um but at the end of the day um I think just knowing that, and and it is a true testimony to, you know, when, when something is right, you just kind of don't question it. Like, you know, we, we really just have 
adapted and adjusted and you know he's always welcome here he's always welcome to come home um you know there's a room for him in our brand new house that we just got there's space for him you know there's never been a a finality to it um But just because, I mean, he is just thriving there and he loves living in the country. It's a small town. You know, he he'll send us videos of (laughs) him out, you know, ice fishing and, you know, hunting and quadding. And like my dad is thankfully, I mean, thankfully I was young, which means my dad is still young. He just turned 60. Um, but I mean, he's a young grandpa, I, in yeah. my opinion, you know, he's teaching my son how to drive because he's going to yeah. get his learner's permit right away and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, seeing the the positive and, and knowing that the positive truly outweighs the negative and we do make our moments count when we have yeah. them and when we have him here. But I think overall, like our family has really just accepted it and and our kids have even made the mention, like it does take a village to raise a child, <laughs> doesn't it? And we're like, yeah. heck yes, it does. Yeah. Like, it yeah. absolutely does. So yeah, it's it's amazing to just kind of see it all unfolding and Yeah. My gosh, like I feel your story is such a beautiful imagery for surrender for surrendering and letting go of the ego like thinking you have to do it and you have to be what's best and just really letting go and and honoring the fact that you are you're your child's what was the word you used earlier you well I love that you when you bring about about the fact of the biggest impact and and how you can watch them evolve and sometimes we are not the um, answer for our children and we're not always the best in that moment and I love that I feel you've really shown us such a beautiful act of surrender and a truly truly a testimony of faith like oh my gosh girl (laughs) well and I think you know it's it's in my DNA because admittedly I mean having been put up for adoption Mm. um the greatest form of surrender was you know surrendering a child and not being able to watch them grow up and again from my mother from my parent you know that gift that she gave me because again she wasn't the right person for me she was only 15 when she got pregnant and 16 when she had me and you know having that like that impact again there's that word it just you know, the impact that that had on my life and now being able to surrender to, you know, the, the reality and, and the, you know, the circumstance where my, you know, my son's not under my roof all the time. I really feel that that's made it, you know, that's given me more peace about it than anything because it was shown to me and it was, you know, it was demonstrated in my life and it had an impact on me. And now you know, and it's cool too, because, you know, it allows my son too to kind of see that dynamic and Lord only knows what he's got coming, you know, in the years to come. And, you know, it's, it, it is, it's a beautiful image of, of surrender. And again, there's that full circle, right? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had never even thought of that until you pointed that out. And that is just, it's so true though, that I really, I do as well as you believe that there is just a super amazing God that created us and, and didn't just create us, but loves us and, and walks us through this beautiful journey of life. I feel like he always preps us, you know, and there is just such peace. Like you said, when you can see you can't always see what he's doing behind the scenes and you don't always know all the steps, but you know that he's working and you know that he's got this. And mm -hmm. I love that peace that you have um, in this moment. And I'm excited to follow your journey and, and see um, what God does in and through your son and in and through your family. Mm, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, we serve a big, big God who literally takes care of every detail. Yes. Yes. Even when we think we need to give him a step-by-step -step plan or, or don't worry, God, I got this. Like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of my biggest lessons in life have really been just really embracing the mantra of let go and let God. Yes. Yes. So simple, but so powerful. It is. It's the simplest phrase, but it is, it is very challenging to actually activate in your life and follow. And I know for me, it's definitely like a daily, if I can be honest, a moment by moment thing that yes. I'm sure even in your current family situation, as you shared, this has been probably the challenge of your life within, within your motherhood that um, I'm sure it is very often a moment by moment. Let it go for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even my mother-in-law, she said it best when she said, you know what? God doesn't ask for fancy prayers. He just asks you to say, help me. God, help me. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think that we have to, like, approach him with this, like, right. <laughs> fancy, you know, like, thank you so much for, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, but at yeah. the end of the day, you know, God, help me. And... Yeah that sometimes those are the most powerful things that you can say. And like you said, it's sometimes it's moment by moment, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you're reminding me ladies out there listening. You don't have to go to God with pomp and circumstance. You know, it's just, just right. give him, give him your all, give him your heart, go in like Chelsea's at right now, go in a closet, a prayer closet and get on your knees. And, or if you're just, you know, you're in the child pickup line, or if you're <laughs> pushing a stroller, it's like, it's come to him at any time. And that's, what's beautiful is that he's always there and he's always a step ahead. He's always just waiting for us to reach out to him. So true. I love it. My goodness. I have so enjoyed your story. And it's funny because I feel like we could just keep going on and there's so many <laughs> different pathways I would love to go with you. Uh, but I would love to bring this episode to a close and possibly ask you if you would do another two, three, four with me. <laughs> I would love to. I love this. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cause your, your story has so many levels and that's what I love about, you know, when I get moms on here and they open their, their mouth and ultimately open their heart. It's just, it's so encouraging. We have so much to offer each other and it really has been such a blessing to, to not just hear your story, but honestly learn, learn and grow from your story today. And, um, in, in reference to that, is there anything, um, at the end of our, our podcast, that you would love to uh, share, including maybe any resources that you would recommend to help other moms out there. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the whole purpose of what 
we have to go through as parents and as moms and every dynamic, you know, our mess always becomes our message. And I know that that, you know, again, that might sound like it's a cliche, but again, beauty or ashes to beauty, you know, and God takes those hurtful, you know, those hurt places and those moments of testing and trials and hard stuff that you have to deal with. And he actually turns it around and uses it to bless other people. And I love that you've created this podcast, Cheyenne, because, you know, you're able to hear from so many different people and different, you know, walks of life, different stages, pardon me. And, um, it's just so beautiful because a lot of times it's our mess, it's our messes that become our message. And Mm -hmm. so just know and, and have faith for all those that are listening that, you know, anything hard that you're going through right now, someday you're going to be able to turn around and help somebody else because you went through that. So hang on to that because God's using you to be able to help someone else down the line. And in terms of, you know, any resources, um, obviously I would love if you, if you are in a blended family or if you're in a relationship or if you're preparing for a relationship, definitely give us the follow. Um, my husband and I, our business is transform couples. So on Instagram, you can find us on, uh, our at transformed dot couples. And, um, yeah, I mean, if I'm, I'm a hard on my sleeve kind of girl, um, I definitely, you know, uh, I share a lot about my story and my testimony on my own personal Instagram page. Um, so if you, if you'd like to follow me, um, I'm just Chelsea. So Chelsea.Zims, Z-I-M-M-S, obviously short for Zimmerman. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm an open book. Like, I mean... People can send me DMs, voice messages, whatever you like. And, you know, I I love supporting other moms, other women, you know, um, just having having an impact, you know, and and I think that's really what it's all about. And we can impact each other. And I just I think, you know, the community of women is undervalued at times. But I mean, it's really just so powerful and so amazing. So, no, thank you so much for for this experience. It's been wonderful. Oh, you're so, so welcome. And I tell you guys, not only does she wear her heart on her sleeve, but she is a woman of her word because this is exactly how we're talking right now because we really slid into each other's DMs non-creepily and became, <laughs> you know, really great friends. And I, I hope that you guys as well um, take that opportunity to reach out to Chelsea if there's something in her story that really resonated with you guys. Um, please reach out and I will make sure to have um, the exact links to her social media in the show notes page below. And Chelsea, my goodness, I started this podcast with a huge hug. Here's another big one. I am just so, so thankful that you just came here with such an open heart and open mind and you have just blessed me and I know so many other women out there today. So thank you for sharing your story. Oh, well, I received that hug and until we can (laughs) possibly hug it out in person, I will just take that and my cup is full. Thank you again. It's just, uh, I just... I always just leave these things feeling so happy. <laughs> it's yes, be a great day. You are going to walk into that hair appointment feeling good, girl. You are just going to already have that volume going in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
I love it. Oh, well, my cup is overflowing too. And I feel like iron just sharpened iron right there. And so again, ladies, if your cup is overflowing, if you're like, I just want more of that, make sure you hit subscribe on this podcast and make sure you go ahead, head over to Chelsea's social media and say hi and let her know that you're reaching out to her after listening to her episode. Once again, I just want to thank you so much for listening to another episode of Moms Matter. If you'd love to, uh, to be on a future episode, feel free to reach out to me and you can find me on Instagram at the Claymans. And I am so thankful for each and every one of you know that as a mom, your voice deserves to be heard and your story matters.